radio free rat race. You are in your car. You are on the grind. You are at the gym. You are checking an abnormal looking mole in the mirror. You are doing the activities that make up your everyday life. And Radio Free Rat Race is with you. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 7 being recorded at Rat Race 2 Studios. That's Ace Galvanizing in beautiful Seattle, Washington. I'm sorry I haven't posted anything for a little while. I haven't been being lazy. I've actually been doing a little bit of research for this show. Uh, I actually got a little Twitter feedback this time, and it's not going to be 10 seconds of silence like it was last time. Um, That's coming up a little bit later on in the show. We'll get into that. Uh, Before we get rolling with everything, I wanted to throw out some thanks to a guy that should be my brother-in-law by now. His name is Peter. He has been nothing but supportive of the podcast or pretty much any other artistic endeavor I've ever taken. He is the guy that put together the header on my Twitter page, at Rat Race Pod. Um, He tweets all kinds of his own art or any doodle that he comes up with in his free time or anything like that. The guy is super talented and a mensch to boot. So go over on Twitter, give him a follow at Liquid2042, and uh, show him a little bit of love. I'm going to take this opportunity to go ahead and get the sponsors out of the way like I do on every show. And I'll be right back with you after these messages. Are you tired of having to put on your trench coat and schlep all the way down to the adult bookstore every time you need a marital aid? Well, have I got good news for you. Amazon Adult now offers a full range of adult toys, marital aids, adult movies, and cutting-edge artificially intelligent sex robots. So the next time you get a niche in your trousers, leave the keys to the windowless white van in the bowl and log on to www.amazonadult.com. Act today and use porno code BUTTSTUFF15 and you will also receive 25% off any dildo, butt plug, nipple clamp, or Benoit balls delivered by drone. Act now! Amazon Adult, ladies and gentlemen, doing the Lord's work, delivering Benoit balls via drone. What an age we live in, am I right? Looking over here, it looks like the answering machine, the red light, I have an analog, old-school answering machine down here at Rat Race Studios. I keep it next to the drum kit where I do my broadcasting from. That's how I get this reverb on my voice. Hello. Hello. Yeah, pull back the curtain. Let everybody know what's going on down here at Rat Race Studios. We moved, by the way. This is our second recording location. We're back at Rat Race 1. We're back at the home base. I'm not comfortable. I'm freezing. It is extremely cold in my garage. My hot water heater is screaming for mercy. My beer fridge is not even on. It's colder outside. You speak of the devil. You hear that? Do you hear it? Here, we're going over. It's a little on-site reporting. That's my beer fridge whirring and buzzing while I'm trying to record a podcast. Come here, Turn this thing off. There we go. You shut up while I'm recording. All right. So like I was saying, the red light is flashing on my analog old school answering machine. It looks like we have a call in. 
Let's take a look and see what that is all about. Uh-oh. Lane, I'm going to tell you something I don't think you want to hear. I don't think you're ready. But um, this segment that you did on names is got old man warning blasted all over it, bro. It's all right. It's okay. People go name their kids stupid stuff. We've had rainbows. We've had starlight. We've had river. We've had all these crazy stupid names forever. Parents going to do what parents going to do. If you don't want to hire a Jax or an Axel or a Gunner or a Liam, I'm right there with you. But, um, you know, as they say in the world, it is what it is. So, my advice to you, buddy, build a bridge, get over it, and keep moving forward. Later. Old man alert. All right. I can see that. I appreciate your input, Joe. I'm, I'm glad you called. I'm always thankful when people call in and holler at me and let me know what they think. Um, for those of you who don't know, old Joe is a friend of mine and he's got a couple of kids of his own and he's got crazy out there names for his kids like Bobby and Jojo. So I don't really think he's too qualified to speak on the crazy name sector. So I'm just going to take what he said with a little grain of salt. Hold on. Grain of salt. Grab my glass here. A little sip. I'm over it. You heard the drum thrown. Everybody out there, take a sip of your own beverage. Please enjoy. Please enjoy. I don't think I'm going to be able to let the name thing go, though. I think that's going to be a recurring thing on this show. And I think that I would very much enjoy future calls about crazy names that weren't names 25 years ago. I started with names like Khaleesi and Jackson. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and continue that trend by pointing out that the cashier today at Costco who sold me my spiritual sponsor, not a financial sponsor, a spiritual sponsor, Jameson Black Barrel, the cashier's name at Costco was Chandler. I would like everybody to find some magic device that can tell you things like statistics on baby names from 1993 and see exactly at what point the name Chandler started to become popular enough for me to encounter one in my everyday life. If you see crazy names out there in everyday land, if you go down to McDonald's and your cashier is named Kramer, hit me on Twitter at RatRacePod. That's right, at RatRacePod. It took me a second. Send me some email at gmail at RatRacePod at gmail.com. Let me know. And by the way, Joe, I think that was a phone notice that I heard. I think I heard a little notification chime on there. I think that's two drinks you owe me, Mr. Podcaster. I'll be collected on those soon. But now that the salt has been thrown, I am going to take a little bit of your advice. I am going to keep moving forward. As promised, I have some Twitter interactions that I need to get out there. Mm, Liz, that's three M's. Mm, Liz, hit me up. And she said, hey, Rat Race Pod, I hate 
superhero comic book type movies. I hate them and they're all the same. And at Hanny Lynn one agrees very strongly with, yeah, what she said in a beautiful Dr. Doom meme that says such bottomless stupidity. Okay. I said, hit me up and I will commiserate with you about pop culture trends that drive you nuts and the gauntlet has been thrown down because I have been known to partake in a superhero movie or two. I have been known to enjoy a superhero movie or two. I'm the kind of guy that when you talk about The Punisher, the movie The Punisher, you have to specify the one with Thomas Jane or the one with Dolph Lundgren because I'm the kind of guy that knows the difference. That's who you're dealing with right now. So when someone tells me that they hate superhero movies, a lot of things happen in my brain. A lot of bells and alarms and whatever. My instinct is how? How can you hate them all? How can you hate every single one? And the telling part of that was that the second part of her Twitter comment was they are all the same. Therein lies the rub. I was going to record this episode yesterday, but I sat down and I started looking because I trust Liz's wisdom. And I was looking at all the superhero films that have been made recently. And I just got lost. It took a long time to look at each one and to remember it and to assign some kind of value to it. So I got carried away and I didn't record yesterday. Liz, Hannah, thank you very much for the feedback. I appreciate it. It will go down in the annals of Radio Free Rat Race history as some of the earliest and some of the most passionate feedback I guarantee that I will ever receive because you have struck a chord that is near and dear to my heart. So let's talk superhero movies. Now, the idea for this was to do a brief history of superhero movies. You're gonna hear some page, you're gonna hear some pages turning. I haven't gone all digital yet. Um, you know, we don't have that kind of funding here at Rat Race Radio, Radio Free Rat Race. I'll never say it right, it's complicated. Maybe I should have chose a better name. So you're going to hear a little analog, a little page turning. Here we go. We're going to start with DC. DC Comics has released, according to Wikipedia, you know how reliable that source is, but I believe it, 28 movies from 1951 to 2017. 28 superhero movies. Well, okay. That's not bad. You got your Green Lanterns and your Supermans and Batman. Batman has saturated us quite thoroughly since 1989. I can understand how you get sick of Batman, although if you categorize the Dark Knight in the same sentence as other Batman movies, I think you're crazy and I think it takes a lot of wind out of your argument for superhero movies being overall, on the whole, bad. The next thing I want to talk about is little mom and pop studios like Columbia with their seven six or seven Spider-Man movies. There are two Ghost Rider movies, New Line Cinema with their three Blade movies, little mom and pop organization called Fox. They have something like seven X-Men movies, three Wolverine movies, a Daredevil movie, Fantastic Four, one, two, three, and ironically, 
not for. They have Deadpool with a sequel coming to Deadpool. Now, again, if we were discussing this whole thing like it was a turd, I defy you to say that Deadpool is not a shining peanut in the turd that is superhero movies. So that just about covers the little guy. There's some other comic book movies out there. There's, um, I think, Road to Perdition was a comic book movie, but that's a different kind of comic book. That's a, a, a serial, a grown-up comic book, if you will. And then there's Red and Red 2. Those were fine movies. They were pretty much standalone. They kind of, they were what they were. It's fine, you know. They're, they were fun. They had Bruce Willis. He was bald and angry, etc., etc. And then we come to the Walmart of superhero movies, the mega conglomerate, the mouse that runs the house. That is Disney. Disney bought Marvel. Since 2008, Marvel has put out at least 17 Movies. I'm talking about Captain America 1, 2, and 3, Iron Man 1, 2, and 3, Thor 1, 2, and 3, Avengers 1 and 2 with two more in the can, The Incredible Hulk, Ant-Man with a sequel coming, Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2, I guarantee there's a sequel coming, Spider-Man Homecoming, I guarantee there's a sequel coming, and Doctor Strange. 17 movies since 2008. Might even be more than that. My research was blurred by my spiritual sponsor, I'm not going to lie. But in doing that research and becoming engrossed with the question, with the, the thought that was posed to me, I discovered the answer. I discovered a couple of answers. Number one, oversaturation. Oversaturation. There are so many superhero movies that I, a fan, cannot even keep track of them without literally five pages of notes. That is a lot of movie for any one kind of genre. 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 Like Jean-Luc. Genre. So that's that enough. That is enough right there alone. If they make another 10 Harry Potter movies, Harry Potter movies are going to become exactly the same. I hate Harry Potter. It's terrible, yada, yada. I just watched all, whatever, seven or eight of the Harry Potter movies over the course of the past month and a half. Those movies are delightful. But if they keep cranking them out and cranking them and cranking them and they're repetitive and they're, they're not going in a new and fresh direction, then that is going to get old. And now imagine if another studio got a hold of a Harry Potter property, like say Fantastic Beasts, if another studio was doing that and they were cranking out two or three of those movies every two or three years, then you've got oversaturation, oversaturation, Jesus Christ, oversaturation on a huge level. And that's terrible. Anything that comes out like that, if two companies were making The Simpsons at the same time, The Simpsons would be terrible, but they've remained fresh for nearly 30 years with more complaints that they deserve. That's definitely a topic for another time. You want to talk Simpsons, hit me up at Rat Race Pod on Twitter. So now that we've got the history lesson behind us, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to start talking. And I'm just going to let it go. It's going to start with some vitriol. It's going to start with some, some very staunch agreeing with the points that you made about how superhero movies are the same. Starting with DC, Superman movies, 
It's just a bunch of very, very loud noises and ridiculously overbuilt men. I get it. The guy's from Krypton and he can lift up the Empire State Building. But if his strength is coming from the yellow sun, then why the hell are his titties so big that his costume can barely contain him? It's ridiculous. He would be just a regular sized guy. It drives me nuts. And can he get laid? He's Superman. I feel like his orgasmic spasm would rip somebody apart. Again, that's something for another podcast. Hit me up at Rat Race Pod on Twitter and we'll talk about if Superman can have sex with a regular human woman. I say he can't. I don't care how super he is. I can barely do it and I'm regular. Anyway, moving forward, Batman. Batman is a steaming pile of turd movies. The first two were okay, aside from the fact in the in the second one where Batman just routinely kills people. He takes a bomb, like an old-timey bomb from this weird circus gang that's covered in candy stripes with a big comical alarm clock on it, and he straps it to a guy's chest and he blows him apart. He's Batman. He's supposed to be a, a crime fighter who doesn't like killing people, but he blows a guy apart with a bomb. Ridiculous. Terrible. Don't get me started on Schumacher's piece of crap with Schwarzenegger and Uma Thurman. That was garbage. I swear to God, Joel Schumacher had their kids tied up in a basement for Schwarzenegger and Uma Thurman to make that movie. He must have had dirt on him. Because that movie is ridiculous. The bat suit had nipples. I could go on for hours about that. I'm not going to. That movie was a piece of crap. The Green Lantern, one of my favorite characters. A, 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 a vehicle for how a strong spirit can overcome, for how a powerful will is able to overcome anything. If your will is strong enough, you can overcome fear. And if you can overcome fear, you can do anything. What's stopping you if you're not afraid? That's what the Green Lantern is all about. That plus making cool crap with your mind. You know, who doesn't like to see a galactic fear monster get punched out with a giant boxing glove? Or to see a very serious evil villain like Sinestro get an anvil dropped on his head. But they stuck Ryan Reynolds in it. And I think he could have been okay there. Ryan Reynolds is a very competent guy. I hated Ryan Reynolds for a very, very long time. And I, I just plain old don't know why, because lately I just found him delightful. But again, I think that started for me personally with a superhero movie that he was in called Blade 3, where he made a bunch of snarky comments and they all ended like this. My name is Ryan Reynolds and this is how I talk. My name is Van Wilder and I just took a dump. And it was like that for years with Ryan Reynolds. But lately, I think he's kind of broken out of his shell, found his own stride. I don't know. Plus, Deadpool completely turned him loose. And anyone who doesn't think Deadpool is, at the very least, funny, I don't need you to think that it's Citizen Kane. But if you don't think it's funny, I think you're crazy. Because that's a great movie. And they made, they made something great, even though the studio was against them. So that's a success story. And I know you're probably thinking, oh, well, if I had a budget of whatever millions and millions of dollars, I could make a great movie too. Well, they slashed the living crap out of their budget and they still made it work. Those, those movies these days take a lot of money to make. And it is, again, ridiculous that they take this much money. Does every single one need to be this much of a spectacle? Does a Ninja Turtles movie, if you were going to make a Ninja Turtles movie, 
how much money would you really need? You need some good costumes and dark lights and a couple of sewer sets and a guy that looks like a cheese grater and you can make a good Ninja Turtles movie. If you're a filmmaker who's worth a damn. But that's not what they do. It's all all the new Ninja Turtles are not not even CGI. They're they're complete cartoons. They're Pixar style cartoons and they're terrible and they look even more horrifying than those Muppets did when we were kids. Those movies all suck. I hate those movies. I wish they had never been made. But again, railing against what is ridiculous and terrible is easy. I can do it all night. I have no desire to do so. What I'm going to do now is shift a little bit towards, I'm going to put my salesman hat on. And if you don't like superhero movies, that's fine. They'll never be your cup of tea. That's fine. But I am going to maybe change the filter through which you view the Marvel Universe. The Marvel Cinematic Universe that was authored by Joss Whedon, at least it was in the beginning. I don't know how much he has to do with it these days. But it's been laid out since 2007 or 2008, the way that these things were going to go. It was going to be standalone movies for characters like Captain America and Iron Man and Thor. And then they would get together for ensemble movies like Avengers. And then I don't know if Guardians of the Galaxy was added because they were unable to miss. Because everything that they were making was... They couldn't print money faster than they could make these movies. So it didn't matter how much coin they sunk into them. So I'm not sure if that expanded the universe of Marvel. Or if it was always planned to be this way. And Joss Whedon is even more of a genius, a genius than our tiny brains can actually perceive. We all know the guy is a genius. But if you had this planned out from day one where Guardians of the Galaxy was a hot commodity, then that's foresight like I've never heard of. But I look at those Marvel movies as a single season of a TV show because they all exist in the same universe and on small levels one or more characters from every movie makes an appearance in the other movies and then when the Avengers movies come along when the ensemble movies come along all those other characters come in and all that backstory and all that origin story and all that trials that they've gone through since their origin movies are ingrained into people like me who've been following these movies for a very long time. And I, I think that like a television show, we are seeing a three-act cinematic universe, a classic three-act cinematic universe. And I think when climax time rolls around, if you haven't been watching if you don't know that Tony Stark got attacked on a racetrack in Iron Man 2 if you don't know that some crap happened to Thor in the dark world because I saw it once I'll never see it again 
if you don't know all this stuff, there's it feels like there's something that you're missing. So if you watch this uh, Avengers Infinity War will be coming out this year, and my head is going to explode. I'm very excited for it because I think this Infinity War is a mid-season finale. And when you view all these Marvel movies through this perspective, even though they're in a genre you don't like, they are a masterfully crafted season of movies. It's like a season of movies. And it takes 20 years to make a season of movies. It's never been done before. I think when the Marvel box set comes out, when you have to shell out $900 to get it on brain ray or beam directly into your skull or whatever it's going to be by the time this is all said and done with technology that we can't even fathom i think it's going to be looked back on as a great work of art in history think about the number of people the number of rats that you have to get racing in the same direction directors writers cinematographers continuity experts that's a nightmare timeline people people that are keeping track of what's going on just those people alone getting them on the same page would be absolutely monumental there are shows on television today that run for 20 episodes you'll notice shows like game of thrones they run for 10 episodes they run for seven episodes as a season call it a day it's impressive they crank it out for a year Again, not taking anything away from that, but I am going to say that to get this many people, this many rats running in the same direction, on the same page, toward the same goal, with what I believe there will be a finish line. I think that the last Infinity War or the last Avengers or whatever it is, is going to be a climax, a conclusion, the end of this Marvel reign of terror i think somebody looked at this and they said how long can we make this last and i think it's inflated i think there's characters in there that need to go i'm i am not a big fan of paul rudd's ant-man they did fine with the movie but i would like my 1295 back that's for sure and i will not be seeing ant-man versus the wasp i will be reading a quick summary uh to know if i need to know anything about the big climax movies that are coming up but when you view it from that perspective, I think that it should be less offensive to you. Maybe not to your senses. Maybe not. You're not going to sit down. You're not going to watch this and say, I like this movie or this is good or Iron Man has a good character arc or I like the way that they found a way to neutralize the Incredible Hulk who is literally the most powerful character in fiction who could destroy anybody at any time who could never be defeated who could be hurled into the heart of sun heart of the sun and still somehow survive they find a way to neutralize him and keep him interesting that's a tall task they can't do that with superman dc cannot do that with superman he is not interesting because he is so powerful but the incredible hulk consistently interesting considering consistently fun so look at this thing like the very first gigantic cinematic universe, even James Bond. James Bond is not a cinematic universe. It might be the, the fledgling, the very first attempt 
at a cinematic universe like this, but this Marvel Cinematic Universe that is going on right now that will probably conclude within the next five, maybe seven years and then reboot two years later. So enjoy those two years. Those are going to be your golden time. Strike while the iron's hot. You got a screenplay. You wait until this Marvel Cinematic Universe simmers down and then maybe you'll get a little bit of airtime before this madness catches back up. But I think anybody from an artistic standpoint from... Just, wow, just a, how did you get all these parts to move in the same direction? Has to look at the Marvel Cinematic Universe and say, all right, this isn't terrible. So there you go, Liz. We commiserated about our hatred of superhero movies. And I got mine in. And I'm hoping you can view it with a different light. I'm sure that you won't, and that's perfectly fine, but still, your man Joss Whedon, he did a hell of a job, and the people that have come behind him have also done a hell of a job in making some very entertaining movies, and entertainment is where the money's at, and money is why a lot of these people do it. Not artists like me, not podcasters like me, I'm not doing this for the money, you know, I have great sponsors like Amazon Adult, but... I just take that money and, um, well, I do nothing with it because obviously there is no money. I have been yelling into my drum kit for a very long time. I'm stuttering a lot. I'm tired. My mouth, I have like cotton mouth going on even though I don't smoke. That means you need to go drink some water, lay down, and watch Supernatural. Again, a great super, a great cinematic universe for about mm, three seasons. Then they lose you. Then they pick it back up because they've been on for 12 years somehow. I'm still going to watch it. I make no apologies. So I would like to thank everybody for tuning in to Radio Free Rat Race, Episode 7. Please send me some feedback at Rat Race Pod on Twitter. And until next time. My name is Lane. Some people call me the humbler. And I'm reminding you that to be yourself is all that you can.